Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Ace. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Gadzookskate. There was a thief what? in the house. Did you know that there's a thief in here? No. In this very room, Kate, there's a thief. What did you steal? Okay, so um, <laughs> I stole our theme song because I've been doing... Because, you know, I can't, I'm not allowed to go to the library these days. Right. I'm not allowed in the building. Uh-huh. So I need stuff to do besides ordering books. And so one of the things we've been doing has been making these cute little tutorials on how to use all our resources. Little little online videos and stuff. Well, they're so boring, Kate. When you open, they just go straight into the person talking. So I thought, what we need is music. And what music is in the public domain that's catchy and snappy? Our theme song? Yeah! So I've been taking the instrumental sections and they've been applying them to... Uh, the beginnings and the ends of the videos. Does our composer, Henkeim, know about this? Nope. <laughs> not a jet. Do you, are you going to tell him? Nope. <laughs> no, you, I'm not. Do you think he's going to listen to this podcast? Possibly. <laughs> he's a super sweet guy and he sometimes does listen, but it's not any of the verbal parts and it's like less than eight seconds each, I'd say. So not a whole lot. And if people are intrigued, they can ask me about it and then I'll recommend him and then they'll buy his services. <laughs> Justification. I love here like here's the legality. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna creep by. Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. Technically, me, me. we own it, right? Hard to say. Money never exchange hands. Ha ha ha. Moving on. Who are you? Um, Kate. Yeah, and I'm Betsy. And uh, this is Fuse Eight and Kate, where we do what? Steal things. Yep. <laughs> but not every week. What else do we do? Oh, um. Talk about stealing things in books? Sometimes. Now I wish I had a book. Pauses to see if there is something being stolen in today's book. Something might be stolen in today's book. I bet yes. I'm going to say yes. Stuff has been stolen in today's book. So very good. A picture book, Kate. Oh. Where we, which is what we read. We read picture books and determine if they are good or... Crap. Very good. Yeah. Yes, you know the premise. <laughs> After all of these episodes, I mean, we've gotten it down. It took me a little over 100, but I think I figured it very out. Very good, very good. Now, uh, today's book, I'm having a hard time describing it uh, in some ways, because it's, it, as I'm going to call it, it's it's the book that makes Go Dog Go uh, look like it, like, like Freud. Like it has a single consistent narrative. I don't know. It just, it it's, this is a weird book. I'm going to give you. You've given me plenty of weird books. This is a famous weird book that very few people remember what is inside of it, aside from the, the first page. So you will recognize the title, you will maybe even recognize the first page, and the rest of it's going to be a complete weirdness to you. Get ready, Kate. A boo da 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 Sure, I did as a kid. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, everyone thinks they've read it, but so few, so few, Kate, can actually say anything about it. 
that is actually known. It's about fish. No, it's not. <laughs> not even slightly. But there's fish. Oh, there's fish. There will be fish. And but it's not all about fish. And there's colors and numbers. Nope, there are no numbers. On the title, one, two. Oh, come on, Kate. That's a straight. Fine. There are two numbers in this book. Yeah. And maybe some colors. But that is, if you're looking like for educational content, I think it's all there on the cover and we're done. Yeah. Okay. This is a, This is an easy book. And we haven't done Dr. Seuss in a while, so go read that book. While Kate does her read, let's give you a little background information on one fish, two fish, red fish, blue lit fish. Uh, yeah, that's a lie. There was almost nothing interesting to say about the creation of this book. I don't think anyone in the history of the world's ever looked into the creation of this book and found any historical record of it. So instead, we're going to cheat and go to Wikipedia. Because Wikipedia did have a couple interesting things about it. According to them, as of 2001, so, you know, up-to-date information, over 6 million copies of this book have been sold, placing it 13th on a list of all-time best-selling children's books from Publishers Weekly. More interesting to me, and more uh, recent, I would say, is that in the Supreme Court case Yates v. United States, Justice Elena Kagan cited the book in her dissent to support the argument that fish are tangible objects as defined in the Sarban Oxley. I love that. It's been years! This book was long and it felt wrong. It feels like I just smoked from a. Hey, how's it going? Oh my! Is it good? Uh, that was a good. That was a good. Doing ride. good. I got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you gave me an epic. It's, Tome. it's very long. That's an easy book right there. That's what you give a kid who's learning to read. That book right Yeah, there. and he yep. has the whole year to read it. <laughs> exactly. The whole school year. And more. Yeah, I, well, hey, I can't, so you said that there weren't fish. Okay, there's book. fish at the beginning, I yeah, said. There's there's fish in the beginning. In fact, there is a fish that personifies me. Oh, which fish would that be? Uh, it's the glad fish that has the mohawk and the long eyelashes. Oh, it does have your mohawk. I think we should do a side-by-side -side of me with the yes. red mohawk. You need to find one that had, like, the side view of your head. I agree. Yeah, we can make that happen. We can definitely make that happen. Who wore it better? Glad fish or me? <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, one of the lines is like, and some are very, very bad. Why are they sad and glad and bad? I don't know. Go ask your dad. <laughs> it's so honest. I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they try doing that later with, like, you know, another go ask your mother. And I'm like, mm. eh. No, it worked best the first time. Yeah. yeah. Joke's getting a little sweaty. So are these kids... I, I take these kids to be, like, the narrators of the book. They must be. Except they... sometimes it seems like the narration knows more than they do. But... Well, are these kids the kids from Cat in the Hat? No, oh. uh, they are not. Sally is blonde in, in Cat in the Hat. Well, this um, is, they, they never have their heads. These kids are way more into this universe. The kids in the Cat in the Hat were not into the weirdness. And these kids are like their total like spiritual opposites. These kids embrace the weirdness. Yeah. They live it. It's like, they it's, love it. It's, it's they all they know. They seek it out. They, it's all they know. Yeah. Precisely. But I do agree with them on this one where it's, here are some who like to run. They run for fun in the hot, hot sun. Oh, me, oh, my, oh, me, oh, my. What a lot of funny things go by. I'm like, yeah, it is pretty funny. Like, why would you go out running when it's hot out? Like, that's... Hey, doofus. What are you doing? Wait till it's later. But they are practicing safe sun protection. They are. They have an umbrella and everything. That's... Maybe they stole it from the cat in the hat. Maybe. 
Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Probably. Maybe the cat hand gave it to him? I don't know. Maybe. But I found my tattoo. Oh! Which one? I, so, you're, you're on a page with so many things, I can't even imagine which yeah, one Yeah, this be. is the page where they have, uh, some have two feet, some have four, six, some, some have more. more. <laughs> it's this little itty bitty guy oh, who just has boy. one eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> and a head full of fur. And a little asterisk for a tail. Yeah. He's so cute. That's my tattoo. Aww, he's a weenie boy. He's, he's my favorite. Mm. But I found... <laughs> I'm just finding me throughout all these so pictures. So really, this is just a mirror? This whole book is it just is a mirror? It is, because mirror. on the next page, when, <laughs> yeah. it's, when it's the one trying to, you know, that says, like, go yeah. ask your mother... If you look down at the very bottom... That's me during quarantine. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that little that little... I don't even know what you would even typify that to be. Well, some of these have names and some don't. Some do not. And then some are just called some. But when we get to the wump, this mm. is where I'm like, okay, it's gone off the rails. This like, is where it breaks down. This, for me, this is where it was making sense until then. Exactly. Well, it kind of had like sort of a plot. Internal logic. And, you could say. Yeah. and mm-hmm. now it doesn't. Um, <laughs> it, the kids have so many pets that I kept track yeah. because some of them they aren't their pets. Some of them are like taking Bound. care, of, right? Some are just observations. Some mm-hmm. are taken care of by other people, right? But I kept a track of like all the pets that they own. Yeah, starting with the wump. Um, what kind of wump do they have there? It's it's essentially like a camel. It's a one hump wump. It's it's a camel with one hump. Can I do the humpy hump? <laughs> I was thinking of so many different songs, and I was like, none of them are appropriate. None of them are appropriate. No. Fine. Reel it back. And now I'd like to interrupt this program of kids with their random pets to bring you Ned. It's phone time with Ned. It's... Ned is my favorite character, so I don't want to hear any dissing of Ned here. What I don't understand is Ned come, comes back three times. Yeah. Thrice, Betsy. He's, he's a Thrice he returns. <laughs> when the Ned returns three times, <laughs> then. I just don't understand why. Like why? Because you know why? I'll tell you why. You know how you, know how you read this? You read this to a kid? This is how I read this. Who am I? My name is Ned. I do not like my little bed. That's how I read Ned. That's my Ned. I love Ned. I just don't understand. Like, oh he's God. got headboard and footboard issues. Just, he does. Just, get it, just take off the footboard. Yeah, agreed. It's not that hard. Just curl up. Really. It's the headboard's the real problem here. Yeah, but it's perfectly fine if you stuff a pillow in it. Yeah, that's so true. That's take true. off yeah, the yeah, footboard, yeah. Mm-hmm. let your feet dangle off the edge, you don't yeah. have to have them in, like, these shackles, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yes. I don't understand what the problem is. Thank you very much for this time with Ned. Now back to regularly scheduled programming. Now we're back to the kids. Here are the kids again with their mic. Yeah, I don't trust Mike. What? What do you mean? I just don't trust that guy. He's he's there to push the kids up hills. I guess I don't trust. If him. your name is Mike, I feel bad for you. Yes, yeah, like, this right? is your job. I don't know. Now. You're like super strong. It's not the worst thing. I guess. Yeah. Now we'd like to go back to Ned time. <laughs> We interrupt the kids to talk to Ned, who is on the phone, complaining about his headboard, footboard, and all the animals in his bed. Right. Things just aren't going well for old Ned there. Why does he keep coming back? Him and the kids are the only repeating characters. That is correct. Why? Because he's adorable. I have no idea, but I'm so team Ned. Thank you very much for this time with Ned. (laughs) Now we get to some random happenings oh boy 
like this poor guy who is trying to learn how to cook, but he's a nook, so he doesn't know how to read. Yeah. And so they say, but a nook can't read, so a nook can't cook. So what good to a nook is a hook cookbook? And I'm like, just maybe he's like Leo the late bloomer and needs to just give him some time and he'll learn to read. Also, this entire book's purpose in life is to help kids learn how to read. Right. So, so it's kind of like, yeah, no point in him having a book. He doesn't know how to read. Ain't that right, kid? Eh, eh, like, eh. That's just so rude. All right. I, I'm not a fan of this whole, I'm all for this nook. You'll figure it out. man. Plus, it's not that hard to cook hot dogs over a fire. I mean, it's literally just hot dogs on a stick over a fire. That's it. Remember when the Is Nook that cooking? A... Really? I mean, Not really. Yeah. Remember when Nooks were a thing? Like Barnes and Noble, that was their version of the Kindle, and that, that just disappeared. Oh, yeah. yeah, those were called Nooks once. Nobody remembers that now. I mean, I have a Nook in my kitchen. That's. Do you? I mean, that's a Nook. Oh yeah, you have like a like a Nook Nook. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say Nook Nook <laughs> Nook 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 Nook. So we're halfway through, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> we still have a whole another half of a book to oh, go yeah, here. Yeah, you do, man. Jeez, Louise. This thing's epic. We get to the kid who likes to box I love that. his gawks, mm-hmm. and he says, in yellow socks, let's be clear, those are black socks with a yellow trim. I think boxers wear these little slippers on their feet, and they're, he's wearing the little black but slippers. But they're black. Yeah, little black slippers over the yellow socks. No. Yeah! It looks like a fur tuft coming Well, he's like... wearing furry socks. <laughs> Like you do when you box. But why wouldn't you just make the whole thing yellow? I do not know. Like, that just... Artistic choice. Seuss, what are you doing to me? I don't know, right? But then also, the next page is, it's fun to sing if you sing with a ying. Because yings sing really low. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I'm assuming they're singing... What do you think a ying sounds like? I assume... Have you ever heard, um... Have you ever heard any music from the magnetic fields? No. That guy. Stephen Merchant. That's how he sounds. I'm thinking, like, Barry White. (laughs) Can't get enough of the old love, babe. What's the kid saying? It's like, how do you do do duet with Barry White? I I don't know. I don't know. Can we think of any, like, duets between a tenor and a bass? I don't know. You think he's a tenor? He's a kid. He's a kid. He could be a soprano. He could easily be a soprano. That's true. Yeah. Even higher, yeah. Can't get enough, you're the babe. You're the babe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think the the wet pet is the saddest pet in the entire world. He's the cutest. Oh my gosh, that pet! I he, feel so bad for him. He has like a built-in umbrella head. He does. So he which is very cool. He can't really get that wet. It's just that he's sitting in like a lake, so yeah. that's why he's wet. But. <laughs> He's like, going out, buddy. They, I just wish that the pupils had been like the cat from Shrek. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, those like big, adorable. Because he's already super, like, furry. He's got the itty bitty little mouth. Yeah, they look like little devils the way they are now. Little devils? Little devil eyeballs. (laughs) What? They have little horns sticking up. Oh, the pupils. Yeah, the pupils. Not the eyes. Yeah, the eyes are fine. Right. There's nothing satanic about the eyes. I think he's adorable. (laughs) We're here to interrupt the program to bring you back Ned again. I love Ned. Ned comes it's like back. He's my favorite guy. Ned now he's this got is my best the best sequence by far. He's gotten out of bed this time. Yeah. And now he's on the phone with Joe. Well he's yeah. not really on the phone because a mouse apparently cut the wire between them, but they're standing mm-hmm. back to back, so yeah. clearly they can hear each other. Yeah, but we have to support their fantasy. 
Yeah. Do we? It would be crushing to them otherwise. I mean, do we? <laughs> <laughs> and this brings you Ned time. Now back to really scheduled programming. I love you, Ned. You're no. my favorite, Ned. No. Love you. I. Then we okay. Then we get to the ish, right? Really? You're going to concentrate on the ish? All right, this is fascinating. Yeah, he says, who am I? My name is Ish. On my hand, I have a dish. And it helps make wishes. And then all of a sudden, he's got some fish on a dish. Right. Right? Sure. I, and at this point, I like, I am just, I want the book to be done. <laughs> so bad. And it just keeps going. To, at this point, I'm like, I wish for Ish to make this stop or my sanity will surely drop. <laughs> Down to the depths it will flop like a fish on a dish or a very wet mop. <laughs> <laughs> I like the wet mop. This, that was good. <laughs> this, and then, but we're close because the kids are like mm-hmm. playing with a gack. Yeah, once you get to the gack. And then they the find it, a Clark and they oh, bring the that home. freaks me the heck out. And then they, Do not bring that Clark home. And then they sleep with their Zeep. Yeah. And then that's... Finally, yeah. thank goodness. That, so let's just let's just think about all the pets that they have. Please count on your fingers. Sure. The number of pets that I will be saying here. So the kids have a Wump, mm. a Mike, mm. a Zans, mm. a Gox, a Ying, possibly a Yink, something that requires brushing that doesn't have a name. Right. Uh, yeah. That's weird. The wet pet that also doesn't have a name. Mm. Ten cats. Gonna add ten to whatever I come up with. Uh, a cow, mm-hmm. a gack, mm-hmm. a Clark, mm-hmm. and a Zeep. Uh, so we're talking twenty-two. They have twenty-two. Twenty-two. Twenty-two pets. Twenty-two pets. Um, what? They live on a farm. <laughs> no. A lot of space. A lot of open land. <laughs> Great tracts of land. Open spaces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These parents, like, and the kids just What keep, parents? And the kids just, well, they talk about mother and father. Oh, that's true. They must have someone out there. Well, yeah, and they brought back the Clark, and they were like, wonder what mother's going to think of this. I don't know. I can tell you what mother's going to think of this. Put that freaking Clark back. He's a creep. Well. Clark's creepy. I mean, he looks creepy, but. He's creepy, and someone left him in that cover, park on Betsy. purpose. Clarks just don't pop up in parks by themselves. Somebody left it there on purpose. Put it back. Like, I struggle with two pets, let alone 22. Yeah, I hear you there. So, anyway. Yeah. No, I can see what you're saying. Um, so, I would point out, you did skip over a sequence that I find now creepy. Not, didn't find it creepy at the beginning, but... Oh, the yellow teeth guy? Yellow teeth guy. So, my hat is old, my teeth are gold. I have a bird I like to hold. Um, I once had a challenge on my blog. It was to re susify seuss and basically the challenge was illustrate a dr seuss character or scene or something in the style of a different children's illustrator now you remember scary stories to tell in the dark oh yeah oh yeah so nathan hale now known for the graphic novel series nathan hale's hazardous tales did this sequence in the style of stephen gamble it was the creepiest thing you've ever seen Anyway, I just showed it to Kate, and it is, is, you know, the foot is cold because the shoe is off, and the foot is just bones. And it and it's, like, hanging on by a tendon. A tendon. And the bird is terrifying. The, and the bird is terrifying. And the only color is the teeth. Which are gold. Everything else is black and white. Oh. Is, oh, so good. So, Nathan Hale, you're just the best. So that oh. That'll be in the show notes, right? Oh, absolutely. I'll put that on the Instagram. I'll put it on the show notes. And we even put on the bottom, 
more Sue stories to tell in the dark. I'm like, ah, genius to this day. So genius. That's awesome. Yep. Um, not much to say about this book aside from what we have. Uh, long before the current lockdown, you know, famous uh, authors were reading children's books online. Uh, that was already a thing. So you can actually see a video of Kevin O'Leary, Amy McKay, and Aaron Morgenstern, all adult not authors, reading this book. I'll include the link to that YouTube uh, in the show notes. Okay. All right. Ratings time. You go first. Okay. I like this book a lot. Um, it is long, but let me tell you, there are times when you need a long, easy book. Uh, particularly when you are putting a kid down. I can read this book many times and not remember half the stuff that's in it. I'm like, what? Wait. Oh, this is the one that's got the guy with his shoes off and his foot is cold. Okay. Um, I, you know, you always see something new every time you read it. It, I like any book that embraces its own weirdness so unapologetically. And the rhymes are solid. So I'm a 6.5 on it. I like it a lot. Wow. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call it Upper Seuss, but I think it's a strong, a strong book. I, I just, what the hell is this book about? <laughs> like, other than it being an easy reader, it makes no sense to me. It's incredibly long, yeah. and I think people just call it a classic because of the name. They love the name, and it's the only thing anyone remembers about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is hard to remember the gazillion other things that are happening, I mean, really, the only thing I'm going to remember is probably Ned, like, interrupting well, all the time. I'm sorry, because Ned's awesome? Is that why you're remembering Ned? That's why you're remembering Ned. I, I mean, He's I... He's memorable. It's good to do easy reader books, but mm -hmm. I feel like there might be better easy reader books what? out there. I mean... Well, I gave it a 6.5, I didn't give it, like, an 8, you know? I'm leaving room. Yeah, I mean, I'm giving it a four. Whoa. So this is like a toe over Very the line. Very teeny tiny toe. Yeah, it's a toe over the line toe classic. Toe over the line classic. Huzzah! Yay. Huzzah, says the lady. I don't understand. That is okay. You are not meant to. <laughs> Letters time. I, I should hopefully understand these, right? Uh, these should be pretty darn clear. Okay. The first one comes from Jennifer. I was really hoping you were going to say the first one comes from Ned. <laughs> from Ned. <laughs> He'd give you a call and he wondered why you didn't pick no. up. Yes. Uh, no. This is from Jennifer. Uh, she is talking about the Jamie Lee Curtis episode that mm -hmm. we did. In fact, she even says, you mentioned in the Jamie Lee Curtis episode that Fred Gwynn's books were out of print. Fred Gwynn, as you recall, was the dad on the Munsters, is considered to be the most uh, successful celebrity picture book author um, to date. And she says they're still in print. You can get new hardcover and paperback copies of The King Who Reigned and The Chocolate Mousse for Dinner on Amazon and through Follett. They are both brilliant and definitely a celebrity classic. So I tip my hat. I did not realize that. I haven't been... I didn't actually look that Jennifer stuff up. Jennifer so. 1, Betsy 0. Yeah, well, she might have actually looked stuff up when I made gross, huge statements. So, <laughs> yeah, fun with that. Amanda wrote in. She says, hi. Re your Jingle Dancer uh, by Cynthia Lytek-Smith episode. I came across this article. And the article is uh, a link to nativenewsonline.net. And it was a piece called, quote, 
Created during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, jingle dresses are once again offering inspiration healing. Uh, and then she says, I love your show. Stay healthy, Amanda Green. I didn't know that was why jingle dances were made, or the dresses were made. So hmm. that, that was a great thing to know. So thank you, Amanda. I didn't know that. Finally, Mom wrote in. Hello, Mom. Hello, Mom. She says... I have it on good authority that by the light of the silvery moon was very cutting edge and jazzy, literally, for this, its day. This is in reference to the... This... Oliver Button is a sissy. Right. And you identified one of the talent show singers as singing that particular song. That's my guess. That's a good guess, I think. Yeah. And she says, I distinctly remember reading a piece in the Reader's Digest, shut up, where a woman <laughs> was remembering her college brother bringing home the sheet music, her trying to play it, and Stump saying... This seems to be in seven twelfths time. The witch there ain't. I've got the yeah. numbers wrong because I'm a musical idiot. Never realized. The point was that she had never seen syncopation, which was then brand new. And I suspect the experience was very much like this. And then she linked to a Bertie and Jeeves uh, uh, Worcester uh, link. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes so people can see it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Grown-up things we like. Uh, well, mine is very classy, so oh. you should go first. Okay, because mine is not classy. Mm. It, it doesn't even it doesn't even pretend. Okay, what goes? Choo choo. Rawr. Train lion. Very close. It's uh, Betsy getting on the Tiger King train. Dude, that was my. That's what thing. I'm talking about. But my intro was better. So, yeah, but choo choo roar. I think, well, we have the same thing, but I think it's for complete opposite reasons. So, you go first as to why you're using this as your grown up. Oh, sure. Well, I, I decided to check it out because it's what the nation is watching. Right. In case Netflix. you don't know what it is, Tiger King is a Netflix documentary. Docu documentary series, yeah. Seven episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm about, I think I'm five episodes in, so don't spoil anything. Um, is the most bingeable thing I've ever seen. I have heard some concrete criticisms of it that I'm sure are completely legitimate, but I will say that when you've watched one, you immediately are like, where to, where to play button to play the next one? Where's the play button to play the next one? Where's the, it's, 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 it's popcorn, it's potato chips, it's the most bingeable one after another show, it's consistently weird, wild, wacky, peculiar stuff. My husband had listened to the podcast that had come before it, so he knew a lot of this story, but not all this story. So, yeah, it's it's quite the thing. It makes me so angry mm -hmm. and frustrated, and there's no one that I can cheer for. No, there's no one to cheer for. Um, it... um No, that's not true. The girl who got away from the cult. Okay. Yeah. But she's on for like maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, but she's my hero. I it it the, it it's so it makes me so angry. I watched the whole thing only mm -hmm. just so I could just get it done and over with. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually enjoy it, and in fact, the only thing I did enjoy was the very last episode. Okay. The last like 30 seconds. Really? I know that I am in the minority because Not necessarily. I so many people love the show and how crazy it is and oh man and I'm like I I didn't like it at all. It made me sick to my stomach seeing how these animals are abused. Mm -hmm. I, the they should have instead of like 
you know, this guy is in like a fight with this woman named Carol Baskin and they just, you know, rip each other's throats out and go at each other, like legally, you know, they mm. go back and forth. And I'm like, all that money could have been spent to like help these poor animals. Oh, so I know. I, okay, so first of all, Pop Culture Happy Hour completely agreed with you. All of them uh, felt exactly the same way that you did. And then the second thing is, it really was, it made so clear to me why. I knew that private zoos were bad, but I never knew how bad. Yeah. And it really shows why they are so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And like, I, uh, I, ugh. so the only reason I have this as my grown up thing I like is because I like how it shows how important conservation yeah. is i think it does it very effectively right yeah no i don't i don't, I don't like the drama i don't like the stupid f fights and mm -hmm. all that other stuff i like you know the the main point of it you yeah know? so yeah and i've just found it very <sighs> watchable uh did i find it good no well you're not done yet <laughs> i'm not done yet no it, it gets interesting I, see, that's the thing. It's Hold not on. boring. It's not there boring. There is never a boring moment. Nope. There's no filler. No. Uh, yeah. So, if you want to watch something that is not boring, consistently not boring, that's a show for you. <laughs> and if you just want to, like, email us and talk about Tiger King, go right ahead. Feel free to feel do so. Feel free. Use at com. Exactly. Kids, books, and Tiger King. Hey, man, we did the Tiger came to tea. We did. But that tiger was in charge. It had, it had, and it was polite, it was, and it, it had was polite and manners. And yeah, this. but it did, and to link it with Tiger King, it ate a lot. Tigers eat a lot. They do. They ate a lot. Well, they're big. <laughs> really big. Thanks, for, right. thanks for that note. And now that you've learned that tigers are big, <laughs> I think we have to leave with that important fact now in your mind. Hooray! I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye! Fuse Aid Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Time and our Gox Boxer is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Burke.